Welcome official bitches and fellas. So um, this episode is going to be semi-short because I am releasing another episode. So bear with me. I just kind of wanted to touch on a little um, call, come to Jesus moment I had during the week um, that I think a lot of you will um, relate to. So, but I had to release something um, because my rec table is not completely finished and it's not because I'm lazy this time. It's because I need to get um, Viv and Monica to basically end it, finish it, and we ran out of time the day we did it, um, which is a whole other story. So um, you guys will be getting two episodes this week, but this is kind of like going to be a mini episode in a sense. Um, and... Okay, so recap on last week's episode uh, was a situation ship. <laughs> a lot of you wrote me and was like, I'm in this. A, I don't know how to get it out. B, um, I didn't know what it was called. C, what do I tell him? D, are you going to get out of it? Like, there were so many questions and it was killing me because it was just like, all of us are fucking weak ass bitches sitting in this, these situation ships. Like, how do we get out of them? No one had a response for me except Nina. She's like, we're going to find our worth and we're going to get out. But Nina's also in a situation ship, so don't get it twisted. So we're like, uh, no, we're not going to. Sorry, Nina, we're not. We're not jumping on your boat. Like, uh, I, I don't know. We're, if, the, if only it was that easy. But um, we're all still in these situation ships. And one of my little cousins was like, um, well, I'm really bad at it because I just want him to love me and I want to tell him that and I want to like go and be the perfect girlfriend, but I can't because like what if it scares him and you know, and what if he thinks I'm moving too fast and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, ditto, like totally ditto. And the funniest thing is that nerd boy is very understanding. Like he's very understanding. So like, and he would, he just loves making me happy and all the things, but like, I'm sure if I were to bring it up to him, like, hey, are we ever going to be together? He'd be like, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> that's just, it's just a situation chip. Ugh, F our lives, guys. Um, so no, no real update for the nerd boy. Um, and then, um, he's still there. He's still great, whatever. Um, and then, uh, doctor. I did want to give you guys an update on doctor because I love this. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a story time for you. Um, because you guys don't know the whole story of doctor. And now that I'm reliving it, like, I feel like I have to tell you guys about doctor, by the way, no one I date or talk to or see or anything like that, sleeping with anything knows, um, the name of my podcast. So, they might know, um, they know, all of them know that I have a podcast, which doctor actually loves it. Um, but I won't tell them the name because I don't want them to know like things about me. And there's this guy that I've been talking to for like, maybe like a week now, like just chit chatting. We haven't met or anything. And, um, he asks me all the time, like, can I know the name of it? And I'm always like, no, no, you can't know the name. Like I, because I feel like, I don't know. They would not like me or something. They'd be like, this girl's a whore. This girl like hates men. This girl like goes through fucking depression states and then she's like fine. And like, no, you guys are my bitches and fellas. You guys know the whole story. Unless you're going to listen from start to finish, you don't get to know everything. And I don't want 
anyone I'm dating to binge listen because that gives them a fucking huge window into my life and that stresses me out. So they're not allowed to know. Okay, moving on. Back to the doctor. The doctor's still around. The doctor, let me give you a quick little background because I'm going to love for you guys to watch this unfold and see where it goes. Okay, doctor is into Dom Sub, as I've said before. Um, He isn't just into Dom Sub in the bedroom, though. His Dom Sub is a lifestyle. Now, when he first presented it to me, when we were first dating, and mind you, it's been almost a year. We stopped seeing each other in June of 2020, and we're already in March. So it's almost been a year that we haven't seen each other. Um, <clears throat> and um, it, like I said, it didn't end on any bad terms or anything. He had to move, and um, now he's just back, and he's like, can we pick up where we left off? So um, he, when it comes to Dom and Sub with him... He um, actually wants the whole lifestyle. Now, when I say that, that means it's more, it's out of the bedroom as well. Now, when it comes to doctor, his speculations or his rules and things like that are basically like, I'm Dom, you're sub, and because I'm Dom, I also have to take that Dom role meaning I take care of you. I take you on trips. I buy you things. I like, he's the man in a sense in all of it. So I, in, in, um, in exchange for me, basically letting him in a sense, run my life. And to an extent, he doesn't run my life. Like, you know, go do this and do this. And it's not like that. He's not like a master, but he runs my life in the sense that like, I have to check in with him. Um, I, he can tell me if he wanted to like, oh, I don't like you hanging out with that person. You're not allowed to hang out with that person anymore. Um, like these are just examples. And it's nothing we've ever been like, we didn't get deep into it to, to, to like live that. But um, these were kind of like his rules. But in exchange, he basically will, since he's a doctor, he goes through to a lot of like charity events, um, a lot of like colleagues, like, like, for instance, they rented this um, huge, huge cabin out in Lake Tahoe um, for the summer for like a week in, I think he said in like June or something. And, um, he's like, basically like, I want you to come with me. Like though, those types of things, um, anywhere he goes, I have a flight with him. Um, anything I want as in like shopping, I can just tell him I want this. Um, he pays for all my upkeep, lashes, wax, nails, toes, hair. He like all of it. He does, he takes care of all of it. So in a sense, it's kind of like a sugar daddy, but um, (laughs) a controlling sugar daddy. Um, So back when we first started talking, I was in a whole different state of mind, which we're going to get into that. Um, So I I didn't have that much growth yet. I didn't really know where my life was going. And honestly, to be completely honest with you guys, at the time, I liked the idea of it because I felt like... I was tired of my brain. 
Like, I was tired of making my own decisions in a sense. Like, I was like, yes, take over. Like, don't make me think anymore. Like, fine. Like, you do whatever you got to do and you take care of me. This is a win-win. Um, but we obviously never got, like, deep into it. Him and I never even had sex, actually. Um, because that's, like, a whole fucking thing, right? You can't, you, like, he's doms up. You don't just, like, pull over on the side of the road and have sex, I think. I don't think so. I don't know. That's something I have to ask him now. Anyways, um, so yes, I, I, so at this point, I keep telling him, I don't want to go back to that. I don't think I can go back to it. But he doesn't know how to take no for an answer because he's a dom. So right now, the ball is totally in my court and I fucking love it. Like, I love cr- making him cringe. Like, it's the, the other day, he cringed so bad that he actually called me (laughs) because it made him that mad. Like he, and it's not anything bad right now. Um, like he just told me like, Oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, Oh, going, you know, out with my friends, whatever. And it was a very brief, like what you would answer anyone. And he's like, uh, details. And I was like, you don't need details. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no. And then he's like, are you home? And I'm like, no. And he's like, why aren't you home yet? It's one in the morning. And I'm like, why do I need to be home? And he's like, because normal people are asleep at this hour. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need to answer to you. And then like just certain things, like he'll be like, oh, um, send me a selfie. And I know that when he tells me, send me a selfie, it means he wants me to send him my whole ensemble because he wants to know what I look like. So I sent him a face fel- a, sel- a face selfie and he's like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't need to do that for you. So he hates it. But the other night he asked me if I was home and I was like, not yet. And he was like, okay. He's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I have something to do. Mind you, this is like 1030 at night. And he's like, you have something to do. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what is this something that you have to do? And I was like, just don't worry about it. And he called me and he was like, what do you mean? Where are you going? Who are you going with? What, what's going on? And I'm like, listen, you don't get to do this to me. Like we're not we're not at this. He's like, are you going to tell me when you get home? And I'm like, maybe if I remember. And he's like, oh, you're going to remember. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to remember. Like it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's the best thing ever. Now I'm me saying that right now, like saying it out loud, it sounds like he's crazy, but he's not. It's, I don't even know how to explain this to you. I, it's a very, 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 actually very respectful thing. Like in a sense, I'm his queen. Like if, it makes sense in a weird way. Like it's, I don't know. It sounds like I'm a fucking abuse victim. Um, but I'm his queen. Whatever I say, whatever I want, I get. Um, and it doesn't in, in exchange for me basically telling him I'm home, I'm going here. Is it okay if I do this? Um, do you mind if I go here? The only thing that is not touchable is my kids and my ex-husband and my family. Like he can't say anything about any of that. Um, that's like my life. So like my life doesn't touch him. So if him and I had plans and I have the kids, that's it. Plans are done. There's no explanation needed. Like that's it. But as far as I think, I think of it as a whole game and he hates that I call it that. But as far as like my single life, my social life, yes, he controls it. And he can even, this is the crazier part. Like, I don't want him to meet anybody. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to meet anybody. Like, nerd boy, I don't want anyone to meet anyone. 
but he can easily tell me like if if I go back into this life with him he can easily tell me like oh I'm going with you tonight and I'll be like what like you can't come with me but I, I wouldn't be able to say anything because he controls that kind of aspect of my life but here's the thing he can say I'm going with you tonight and I'm going to pay the bill for everybody. So, I mean, really? Like, I don't know. Sugar daddies don't sound that bad sometimes. But I, to be 100% honest with all of you, I likely will not go back down this road with him. Um, I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm in a completely different headspace now. Back then I was semi-okay with it. I was interested in it. I was, I had like my toes in the water, Um, this time I'm really avoiding it, but I'm having fun playing the game. Um, money hasn't came through yet. Last time he did send me money, um, only once, but it was a pretty large sum. Um, and it was basically because I told him that day I had a hair appointment and I had a nail appointment and he sent me money to take care of both of those. And he knew that I had during that same week a wax appointment. So he sent me money to cover all of it. Um, and without asking, without anything, literally just sent me a lump of money through Venmo and was like, go take care of everything you need to take care of. And I was like, uh, thanks. Love you. Bye. And we never had sex. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it obviously can get a little addicting. Um, especially when I had at the time and kind of now still like, no, I don't fucking have the money for shit like that. So, um, yeah, anyways, well, I'll let you know what's going on with doctor. He's actually supposed to come up this week and see me because I told him I'm sick of his busy schedule. So he's supposed to free up some time this week to come see me. Um, so I'll let you know. And let me talk like really quick. The doctor is not very attractive. He's attractive. He He's not ugly. He's not ugly. Um, but he's not that attractive. Um, he's nothing that I would ever, you know, talk to in a bar or anything. But... Um, he's attractive. He's, he's attractive. But the biggest thing about him that I I actually like that, um, I guess I gravitate towards him more for besides the whole Dom sub thing is, um, he's very intelligent, obviously, and he knows a lot about a lot. And, um, he's lived in a lot of different States and, um, he kind of like, I love conversation with him. Like every time him and I would go out or go for a drive or whatever, we can talk and talk and talk. And he's a lot older than me. He's 43. So he's like 10 years older than me. Um, so it's, it's a whole different level of anyone I've ever dated, like, or been with because he actually is intelligent and has a lot to say and talk about. Anyways, I talked about the doctor for way too long. Um, he loves that I have the podcast. Like he thinks this is going to like, he, I don't know. He's like, I can give you tons of content. And I'm like, no, I'm sure you can, but you're not (laughs) like, so anyways. Okay. So let's get into today's episode. Um, I recently seen a quote that said, um, thank you for leaving me because I would have never left you. And it was so simple yet it meant the world to me. And I, I seen it, it meant whatever it meant to me. And I moved on, I screenshot it, I saved it, but I moved on. And I, 
I didn't, you know, when you like read it and you're just like, wow, that that's deep. And in, in my mind, in my overthinking mind, I'm like, I'll get back to that and, you know, dissect it and maybe journal on it or do whatever. Um, but I just kind of had left it. Well, the next day, my ex and I get into this huge argument and he tells me as a jab, I'm sure 100% it was a jab. Um, I wish you would, because we got into an argument, I wish you would, um, just go be happy already. Once you're happy, you'll, you'll like, basically I'll change my attitude. And he's like, just go out and find someone to make you happy. It's the best thing. It's the best feeling in the world when you're happy. Trust me. I know. So the jab was that I'm happy with my new girlfriend, which, um, hindsight is 2020 bitch you're not happy and bitch I already know I know the behind the scenes between you and your girlfriend because I'm fucking good okay so anyways it was just a jab and it but it really um it really I responded to him and usually I don't respond to him anymore but I responded to him after a few minutes of thinking about that comment I responded to him and the reason I responded to him and what I responded to him was because no matter what, my ex is never going to see me happy. He's never, even if he were to see me happy, he's never going to believe that I'm happy because he believed that he was the end all be all for me. I put that man on a pedestal for years. And on that pedestal, I fed him everything he needed to be fed for his ego, for his happiness, for the strength he needed, anything he needed. I was at his beck and call, whether it been, whether it had been physically, emotionally, mentally, um, I did my best to reach all of those for him. But on top of that, as I said, he was on a pedestal. I never brought him off of that pedestal. And I didn't even bring him off that pedestal during everything we were going through. I never, I never stabbed his ego until I was done. I never um, told him exactly how I felt in our marriage until I realized all of it, until I was out of everything. Now, he seen in his mind that I was happy in our marriage. And I was, I, I, I was, I'm glad that I never knew I wasn't happy because if I would have ever known, if I would have ever done any groundwork while I was still married, our marriage wouldn't have lasted. Um, he went off in the things that he was missing in his life and the, um, voids that he had and that needed to be filled and his, suppressed emotions or whatever he was going through. He went out and found someone to feed that for him. And when he found not someone, multiple people, and when he found these people to feed these things, I was no longer enough for him. And that's, that's normal. That's, that is what happens. So if I were to have realized like, Hey, I'm unhappy. And I had a lot of deep, deep cuts and I'm, there are things I haven't even touched on with you guys. But if I were to have looked at my life and seen, hey, I'm not happy and I want A, B, C, D through Z and I'm not getting them from him. And I went out and seeked someone else's attention and that someone would have given it to me because obviously affairs are always the most perfect relationships in the world. Um, it, I He would have never been enough for me. But 
all he sees, all my ex sees for me is you were happy in our marriage and now you're miserable in his mind, right? Now he knows that because he has no window into my life. Yes, he can listen to the podcast and I don't think he does, but I know that there are people that listen to the podcast that go and report back to him. Um, So hi guys, thank you. I don't know what you report to him, but I'm glad you do. Um, You can report whatever you want. I mean, send him the fucking link. I don't understand why you guys report to him. Just send him the link. I'll send him the link. Fuck it. Like, obviously it's not a secret. Um, So whatever he thinks, and I'm, and I mean, if you're an avid listener to my podcast, yes, you've, you've heard me have my breakdowns, but you've also heard me have my rise ups. And someone recently told me in my latest episodes or my newest episodes, they can see how much I've grown in just by voice. And when that person told me that I went back and kind of listened for a few minutes to like older episodes. And I realized, yeah, you're right. And now you guys are all going to wonder that or look at it, whatever. But I have, you can tell in my voice, you can tell the strength that has come from the rubble of all of this and where I am right now. Um, I know that this isn't the end of my journey. I'm sure I'm going to have setbacks again and again and again. But right now I'm in a beautiful place. Right now I can say that I am genuinely happy. I'm not the happiest I've ever been. As I've said before, I call it bullshit when people are like, I'm the happiest I've ever been after a divorce. It's bullshit. But I am the happiest I've been since my divorce. Um, I've, I've realized, okay, so let's go back to this text message. So when he told me that, I thought, you know, you're never going to see me happy. You're never, not only are you never going to physically see it with your own eyes, but you're never going to acknowledge that I'm happy because how in the world could Tina be happy without me? Because in his mind, I was the best. You can go on and move on to any other person in the world, but I was the best to you. And he truly believes that. And he was, he, I mean, I, to not bash him completely, he was a good husband. He would do all the things like I never wanted or needed for anything when it came to financially, um, or I guess, I guess even, even mentally and emotionally what I thought I needed at the time he gave me. Now that Tina doesn't exist anymore. That Tina is long gone. That Tina was a very weak person that was driven by love And I wish that he could see the new Tina. I'm no longer driven by love. I'm no longer driven by respect. I'm no longer driven by loyalty. And those three things have driven me my entire life. Those those three things have been embedded in my brain. And don't get me wrong, they are still embedded in my brain. But no longer to him. No longer to people that don't show me the same. I have learned that at least. And because I've learned that, I've realized that Tina that lived, I'm no matter what I'm going to respect, no matter what I'm going to be loyal, no matter what I'm going to keep my mouth shut, no matter what I'm going to be this good girl is gone because it got me nowhere. All it was doing was me holding on to these people that said, fuck you, Tina. And I was like, don't tell me, fuck you. Just love me. Just remember who I am to you. Just remember the place I held in your life. And it's not just him. It's 
people that surround him as well. And I, I clinged to these relationships because I thought that the harder I cling, the more they'll stay. And the harder, the more I showed them that I'm the better person and I'm the respectful person and I'm the best, then they won't, they'll come back to me. They'll be what they were to me at some point. And it's, it's never going to be that way because they, let's put it this way. My ex had to have gotten it from somebody. <laughs> um, so it's not, it's not, there's nothing I can do about this anymore. I have to just let it go. And honestly, when I realized that I just have to let it go is when I realized that I became a lot happier. I felt such a huge weight lifted off my shoulders and it didn't, it's not something that I turned the switch on. It's not something that just came to me and I was just like, oh, I'm doing this. No, it was, it was literally little by little by little unpeeling the onion until I got to the core of it. And then I was just like, I can't pull all these piece, all these leaves back together to make this onion whole again. It's impossible. So what do I do? I rise above it. I get rid of it. I throw it in the trash now. There's nothing I can do. Those are the memories, again, that are keeping me there. These are my loyalty, my respect, my honesty. All of these things that have kept me in this place are what actually has kept me from growing. And as I'm, as I'm realizing that he doesn't know this weak per, he doesn't know me anymore because he doesn't know anything about me anymore. He not only in the complete, um, actual reality sense, like, yeah, he doesn't know what I do every day and things like that, but he doesn't know the core of me anymore. He wouldn't recognize me if someone took the insides of me out and told you, told him this person does this, this, and this, and this, he'd be like, I don't know. That's not her. That's not her. Because the way he left me is, here's the thing. I was the good girl. I was the girl that my ex, for the rest of his life, I would have loved him and taken care of him. I even told him in that text message, I knew that my future looked like I was going to be 50 years old taking care of my sick husband and it would have been okay. But now I look at him and I think, thank God I'm not going to be 50 years old taking care of my husband. But I would have. I would have done it in a heartbeat. But now if someone, if I was dating somebody that told me that they had an underlying health issue, I'd probably be like, yeah, no. Honestly, I, call me a bitch, whatever the fuck you want to call me. But um, in my mind, if it's an underlying health issue that you caused or that you have the ability to make better and you're not doing it, I want nothing to do with it. But if you have cancer or whatever the case may be, obviously I'm going to take care of you until fucking my last minute of my life. But him, it was, even that in itself was a very selfish thing. His, I, he didn't care that I one day would have to take care of him. That never bothered him, but it bothered me. I thought about that actually often, but it didn't matter. But anyways, going back to the happiness. So he's going to say for the rest of his life, probably that I'm not happy. And that he doesn't see growth in me. And that any time that I come back and tell him anything, it's feeding the fact that I haven't grown. It's feeding the fact that he's moved on and he's happy and he's in love and he's this and that. And I'm sitting at home miserable. 
which we all know I'm not. I mean, there are days that I am, but we all know I'm not. I'm not sitting at home miserable. I'm not trying. I'm also not trying to prove that I'm happy. I'm also not telling him I'm totally happy. I'm this, I'm that. But this day I did. I told him, you will never see my face light up. You will never see what I turn into when I take my mom bun out and let my hair down. You will never see my face when I'm swooned. You will never understand or experience the fact that I like cuddling now. You will never see my confidence level. You will never see that I feel I have choices in life now. You will never see that I can actually say fuck you and walk away and not feel like I just really stomped on this person's world. You will never see that I no longer feel responsible for for people's feelings. And I always have, but I've learned people are responsible for their own feelings. You have nothing to do with that. Um, you'll never, he'll never see me as a mom. He'll never see me how much I lift my kids up every single day and make sure that they know their daily affirmations and that I will fucking do, I will move mountains to make sure that they have everything that I need. Not only that, he's never even acknowledged for that almost an entire year, 10 months, for the past 10 months, almost all of 2020, that he did not support his children financially. And he had no idea how I was doing it. But he knew I did it. He knew I got a house. I had all of the fucking utilities on. I still had everything they needed taken care of. And not once did that man ever ask me how I did it. And to this day, he will not acknowledge that I've taken care of them. We actually just got into an argument about that. And he told me I didn't do shit for them financially in the year 2020. But he knows, the thing is, I'm mind blown because he knows he didn't do shit for them for 2020. So how, who do you think did it? (laughs) If I didn't do it, then who the fuck was making ends meet? If you weren't like, so there are so many things that he's never going to see, but it's that he's never going to acknowledge. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to prove to him that I've grown. But what for? He he kept me. If you um, follow my Instagram page, you're going to see that too for promo of this episode. I said I used a shark um, metaphor. The shark will only grow as big as its tank. And when you let that shark out and you put that shark into the ocean, it can grow, you know, obviously 20, 30 feet. Um, That was the gist of what I posted. So that's exactly how I can explain myself at this point. You, he only allowed me to grow as big as my habitat, as big as the tank that he had me in. And when he seen that I had full growth because of the tank that he had me in, he seen that's the end. That's Tina. She's 33 years old. That's the life that she's going to live. That's who she is. That's her. That's the peak of her happiness because I was in it. But now that she's out in open water and she doesn't have me to guide her, is she? there's no growth in his mind. But little does he know and little did I even know that my growth was going to be something that I never even seen happen. I used to tell people all the time, I will never stop loving him. I will never stop loving him. He can call me tomorrow and be like, 
I need you to take care of me because I'm hurt and I can't work and no one has time to take care of me. And I would be like, all right, let me clean out a room, one of my guest rooms, and you can come live with me and I will take care of you. To the point that I actually had a dream of that one day and I told my siblings and I told my parents I would still take care of him because he's the father of my children and I need to make sure that he's taken care of. You ask me now, if you were to call me now and tell me that, I'd be like, um, yeah, well, you have a mom, you have siblings, um, you have a girlfriend, obviously, like where do I don't need to fit into this anymore because that's no longer my job. And it's even me saying that almost puts a bad taste in my mouth because that's so not me. Um, but I I have to I have to keep the mentality that he never took care of me. He never cared what happened to me. When I wanted to kill myself, he could care less. When I had no money to fucking pay my light bill, he went and spent $600 at a restaurant. When I needed him to help me with my daughter, he was like, "Eh, I'm busy." There are things, there are so many things that have come that I'm like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. And I've never even told him that. And the other day I told him that. I told him, go fuck yourself. And I don't even talk to him that way. But I'm at that point now that I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm so done. So my growth, when I when I talk about my growth, it's something that he'll never see. But it's something that I also never realized I didn't have. I didn't, I, real, I never knew that I wasn't happy. So the fact that he left me and he left me broken and bruised and on my knees and clawing out of this grave. And for years, guys, years, I mean, my kids are two. It's been over two years, almost three years. I was pregnant for seven months. So it's been two years and eight months that I have been in that state of, I need to get up. I need to keep moving. I need to get, I'm in this survival mode. And it's no, I'm no longer in that mode. And he's so used to seeing me there. He's so used to me being that broken person that he, he probably secretly wants me to be in that broken spot for as long as he can keep me there. But little does he know he broke the tank and now I'm in open ocean and I had to fend for myself and I had to figure it all out. I had to learn the ropes of the ocean and figure out how to feed myself and feed my young. And not only that, but be wise enough to not be fucking taken in. And, you know, you, I know I'm using a shark as a total metaphor right now, but it's, it worked. (laughs) Um, but you, you learn and you grow. And when you grow, you grow so little, or even some people may grow so fast that you look back and you're like, holy fuck, look at how far I've come. Look at how big I've gotten. I'm no longer that eight foot shark in that tank. Now I'm fucking 20 feet and you're stuck in that eight foot tank. And you're going to turn it around on me and act like I'm stuck in that eight foot tank. But really, you're never going to see that I'm 20 feet because you want to remember me in that tank. You want to think that you were the end all be all, but really you have no idea the level of happiness that I'm at and not only the level of happiness, but you have never even seen me achieve this level of happiness. The happiness that I was with him is nowhere near the happiness that I am right now. The 
cycles that I've broken within myself, within my childhood, within my adult life, within everything that I went through in my marriage, I broke those fucking chains so quickly in my mind. I mean, yes, it's been almost three years, but so quickly because I had little kids that were looking at me to fix it for them. And I'm telling you right now, bitches and fellas, break, I'm going to do a whole, a whole fucking segment, but for now, break those fucking cycles, break them, break them as quickly as you can and move every fucking day, every week, every month, how slow you need to move to break that fucking cycle for your kid. One day I'm going to get into a very deep conversation with you guys about breaking cycles and what it did for me, what it changed in my childhood and my outlook of life in the way I looked at my parents in my adult life. It When I realized I had to break a cycle, it was the hardest pill I ever had to swallow because it really brought up so much of my life that I realized these are cycles that I had to break. And, um, breaking cycles is a very, very, very hard thing to do. Um, but, um, what I'm, what I'm getting at from all of this is basically the growth that I have had from releasing him and releasing everything that was associated to him and realizing you guys are holding me in this fucking tank and you guys are holding me in this tank because I'm looking for that happiness that I had, the home that I had in this tank, all these, the food that was fed to me, all these um, ideas that I had in my mind for so long that were going to fit. All of these things were going to fit in this little tank that him and I built, that everything around us built, that our families built, that I built for my future, that I never realized if I were to just break this tank the possibilities are endless for me. The possibilities are endless for my children. And all of these people, no longer, they can be a part of my ocean, but they're no longer the biggest part of my ocean because my my ocean is too big now. It, It, I have room for all of this growth. I have room for myself, my kids, my family, the next guy, nerd boy, the doctor, and anyone else I wanna talk to is they all fit in my ocean now. And I get to do whatever I want with all of it. I either feed it or I kick them off. It doesn't matter. But he, the growth that I've had because he released me, because he broke that tank and threw me into the ocean with my children, the, he forced me to have that growth. And that is the best thing he's ever done for me. And that is the only thing that he's never going to see. That is the only thing he's never going to understand is that you actually saved me from you. And it's going to be a very hard pill for him to swallow one day. I truly believe that one day my ex is going to wake up and be like, fuck, I ruined so much. And So I let the universe and God deal with whatever is going to happen in his life from here on out. Like that's not something I worry about. That's not something that keeps me awake at night anymore. Um, I'm pretty much 1000% untouchable to him. And I really, really thought that this would never come to me. Um, I 
the other day he went away for um like a little getaway I'm assuming I, I'm not positive but I know it was like at least overnight with his girlfriend and in, initially when I when I was told that I was like oh fuck and then I thought like oh this is this is it's gonna be a hard night for me but literally I just went to sleep and the next morning when I woke up I was like oh I didn't even care like it didn't even phase me I was just like oh go be it and the reason is because I look at her now and I pity her I feel like oh you poor thing like you don't even know you're a fool and I'm glad you're the fool because I'm out of being that fool And those are things that I never in my life thought I would say. I thought for the rest of my life, I would be like, why is he moving on? Like, I loved him. I molded him. I No, no, no. I realized he's never loved me. He never loved me. He never loved me. And he told me that the other day. He said, I loved you, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, you didn't love me. You didn't know how to love me. And I truly believe that if your actions, if you're telling me you love me and your actions are you're cheating on me with her, 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 and you're not doing what you need to do, that's complete manipulation. You don't love me. That's not love. But what you're doing is making me have this fucking crazy idea that you love me and now it's making me crazy because how am I unhappy because you love me? No, you didn't love me. That's the core of it. You didn't love me. That wasn't love. I don't, I haven't, besides soulmate and soulmates never even told me he's loved me he loves me um actually he does say the cutest thing though um I'll say you love me and he'll say I do I do love soulmate huh because I like smile when I talk about him I'll say you love me and he'll say I don't believe in love but if I did believe in love I would love the shit out of you and I love that he says that like it's so like a fucking hit and miss but or catch 22 rather but I love it I love it like I'm just like fucking love me I don't care um but that is the closest I've gotten to love quote unquote but do I know what true love is probably not I honestly don't think so I don't but I know what he gave me wasn't love that's not love you don't treat people that way when you love them not only that you don't manipulate the situation. And to this day, he will tell, he just told me two days ago, I loved you. I loved you so much. I loved you more than I loved myself. No, you didn't. Maybe you thought you loved me, but you also need to learn what love is because that wasn't love. You don't love a person and go have an affair with their best friend. You don't love in a person, you don't love a person and not meet their minimum needs as a woman, as a person, because you just, don't feel you have to. You don't love a person and expect them to keep you on a pedestal when you don't treat them right. You, it's, it's manipulation. That's what you do. And all of these things have come to me so strongly and I, I hold on to them. I hold on to them so very tight so that I can remember them. So I, I know this was a kind of a mess of an episode, but I just wanted to throw it out there because it does go with the episode that's coming up later on this week. I want you guys to understand that your growth is only as big as you allow it to be. Get yourself out of that fucking fish tank and go live in the ocean and realize that your growth is never ending. You have room for so much and everything for me, I've told you guys this, the hardest part for me are the memories. The hardest part for me is the crushed future. And it's been that way for so long for me. 
And now I look at it and I honestly think like those memories were great. They're, they were great. I love it. But they're part of my fish tank and my fish tank no longer, I don't fit in my fish tank anymore. And my future, beautiful. I had the perfect dream for my future. The perfect dream. I had the American dream. I had everything I wanted for my future in my mind. And I had to grieve my future as well. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You grieve your future. And I no longer grieve my future because that future is going to look completely different now. And that future that I wanted, I don't even want anymore. That's not what I'm looking for. My future in my mind right now and what I'm okay with is let me be this badass bitch so that my son and my daughters look at me and say, my mom did it. I can do it. My future right now, my main goal is to teach my kids that you fucking rise above. My future and my goals for my kids right now is inner core work, showing them, giving them the tools and letting them see a happy mom. Because honestly, if I would have stayed in my marriage, I don't know what I would have shown them. I would have shown them this picture perfect marriage, which I would have thought I was still in because mind you, I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't unhappy. I was very happy in my marriage, but I was only as happy as I was allowed to be. I didn't know that I wasn't unhappy. I didn't know that there were horizons I hadn't seen, sunsets I hadn't watched. I didn't know that. Feelings I hadn't felt. Cuddles that I never knew I wanted. Um, Intimacy that I never knew existed. Passion that I've never felt that flame. And those are things now that I could never live without. I could never go back to that man because those things did not exist with him. And I would never want to force any of that because it's so natural to me when it is natural. So what I would have shown my kids is, yes, this is what you do. But they would have never known also. They also would have never known a happy mom. Also, they would have seen that it's okay. My son would have seen, it's okay that you cheat on your wife. My daughters would have seen, my mom forgave my dad for cheating on her and not only cheating on her, but putting her through hell and back while she was pregnant and after we were born and continuously for three years almost. And she still loved my dad unconditionally that she went back to him. No, no, the fuck you don't love somebody like that unconditionally because there are 5 billion people in this world and I guarantee you, your unconditional love is much better placed elsewhere. Not for that. That's not unconditional love. That's being walked all over. That's a weak person. So I've always, as I've said, I had an unconditional love for him and I've always, that's always been my flex for him. That's always been like, I'm always going to be here. I love you till the end. No one is going to love you more than me. And I believed that. And maybe it's true. Maybe no one is going to love him more than me, but I no longer love him like that. So let the next girl love him unconditionally because I can no longer do that for him. But my girls, they're going to know. You love unconditionally, but you love conditionally as well. You love yourself more than you fucking love that man. And you love what's right and wrong. And you love your strength and your courage more than you love this man. Because you're going to end up in the fucking pits of hell if you love someone too much like that. And 
I know I'm sounding like I don't believe in love. I know I'm sounding like you're not supposed to love someone unconditionally. You do. You do. I am a total romantic. I, I would easily, easily fall back in love with the right person and love them unconditionally again. But here's the difference now. I know that I am going to love this person unconditionally until it came to me. Until you're making me question myself, until you're making me question my worth, until you're making me question who I am as a person or what is right and wrong or if my feelings are valid or if my intuition is correct, that's a fucked up situation and I'm not going to ever, ever mask any of that again, ever in my life. So, um, I... Again, I just wanted to throw out a fucking episode and hopefully give you guys some type of Tuesday motivation um, if you needed it, if you're going through it. Be on the lookout for the rec table that is going to come out this week and it kind of goes with this, similar to going with this. Um, And um, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Subscribe, like, tell your friends, blow me up. Um, If you didn't see my post this weekend, you guys fucking binged the shit out of my podcast over the weekend and I loved it. Oh my God, my data was beautiful. Love it guys. So keep binge watching, keep binge listening, get through it all. Um, and let me know you can still, just so you know, if you're binging and you're listening to an episode from five weeks ago, still tell me, like still write to me, still let me know like your feelings on it and stuff. And even if I want to revisit it, like, which I will sometimes, like, I love that shit. Like, I know that it's a podcast, obviously. Some people are going to listen to the, I'm on episode 22 today. So some people are going to be listening to episode one today. And that's perfectly great. And I'm, and I remember most of my episodes. If I don't, I'll go back and like, listen. But either way, all right, guys, have a good week. Um, I hope it all works out for you. And remember to love yourself and fuck him. Fuck off. Fuck the world. Be happy. Okay. Love you. Bye.